Yeah. Live from the Saints headquarters in Tolleson, Arizona, spreading the gospel, equipping the Saints, standing for the word of truth, proclaiming God's grace. Grace, grace, now, grace. on a podcast near you, welcome your host, Pastor Joshua, on the Saints Will Overcome Ministries. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Joshua with the Saints Will Overcome Ministries. How you all doing today? It's good to be with you. God bless you. I'm here manning all battle stations. It's Father's Day. I want to wish all you fathers a happy Father's Day. We're fighting the enemy on his own territory. We got the throttle fully engaged. We got the pedal to the metal. And we ain't taking no prisoners, ladies and gentlemen. Can I get an amen? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. We got a special guest with us once again, Timmy the Android. Why don't you just say hello and greet everybody on the show today if you can? Thank you, Timmy. I really appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. People still try to figure out why Timmy the Android is on the show. Well, to be quite honest, for a robot with no soul, he has a lot more faith than a lot of people that I know. It might rhyme, but it's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody, I want to talk about the scriptures. I want to talk about the prodigal son. I want to give glory to the father of all. And that father is Father God. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to play a soundbite because here on The Saints Will Overcome, we like dedicating things to the truth. And I want to talk about fathers today. And I want to show the importance of the human father. And then I want to juxtapose that to the importance of the heavenly father. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? like my dad. I missed him. I would want to talk. 
He wasn't available. It's okay, cool. I grew up very masculine kid. Okay, love girls, hit hard, like to play ball, like to play basketball, everything masculine. But the thing was, was the means of passage was missing. I didn't have one. My means of passage was how hard I could hit. My means of passage was how big was my knot in my pocket. My means of passage was how well could I hold my liquor. My means of passage were all of these negative influences because I was influenced by those who didn't have an influence themselves. Blind leading the blind. A bunch of kids out there trying to survive. So I can't take claim to being so smart and making all of the right decisions. I'm here because God allowed me to be here. I didn't grow up saying I'm going to be a correctional officer one day. No, I, I have much dreams, more grandiose, if you will. Figuring I'm a very talented guy and I could take it anywhere. But God places you exactly where you need to be. I'm very happy to be here. I lost my wife less than two years ago, 23 years. correct and I'm a perfect example of that. I grew up a hard life. A lot of you don't know about me in the audience, my past life. Uh, I did drugs in my past, uh, run with gangs, uh, pretty much did everything you can imagine that was not good for you. And like I tell people, I praise God the Father because I'm not dead, locked up, 
or in the hospital somewhere laid out because I should be growing up a very rough lifestyle, uh, trapped in violence, just a different world, a crazy world, but God delivered me. And going back to what the officer said, he's 100% right, the correctional officer, because I was searching for something. And I was full of anger and hate for many years, probably 15, 20 years in my heart, full of bitterness, because I didn't have that foundation. I didn't have that satisfaction of being able to talk to a father even though he was five miles down the street. And I forgave him, and I still talked to him, and I moved on. And I had to learn a valuable lesson in life that this unforgiveness in my heart and this bitterness would not let me move on. And I thought I had all the power, and I thought I had all the control. But one day I woke up, and there was just too much pain and suffering and misery because I understood when the Holy Spirit spoke to me I couldn't move any further in the relationship with my father, God. It just simply wasn't allowed. And the scripture came ringing back to my mind, into my heart, that if I don't forgive, I won't be forgiven. And I used to be kind of legalistic many, many years ago and thought, well, that's not fair. That's not right. But once I had the philosophical understanding of what the Bible was propagating, what the Bible was relating, the truth in that message was, it wasn't that it was legalistic. It was because if I didn't forgive, I wouldn't be forgiven because my relationship with God would come to a standstill and it would die slowly. And that bitterness would take over, take root and allow the enemy to come in and steal me away, ladies and gentlemen. So I would like to just read a story about the prodigal son and then relate what God means by being a father. Because we read a lot of this scripture, we read a lot of these narratives, and people for years miss the point of what God is trying to actually say. So ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Wow, ladies and gentlemen, pretty soon here, Timmy the Android is going to take over the show for what need am I? He's just interjecting whenever he feels the need to, but who blames him? He's excited, and it's Father's Day. So we're going to continue on with the prodigal son. Okay, now, just bear with me here. This is really beautiful teaching. It's going to get our understanding here. We're going to get our feet under us. And then after this, we're going to close out, ladies and gentlemen, so I can be a father today, and I can worship the ultimate father, and I can spend time with my family. And Jesus is talking about this, and so we're going to leave off. And that's why, thus, the opening statement in verse 11 says this, And he said, which is Jesus, There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of my property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. So this son has got an issue with the father. He's deceitful. This son is arrogant. This son is selfish. And he says, I want my inheritance. Not when you die. I want it now. 
Now, many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. So what we are talking about here is this person, this family, they were Jews. And remember, in previous teachings, they didn't eat pork. They only ate kosher food. And I explained that it was an object lesson about the Gentiles and about the Jews. And God was going to bring in the church. And God was going to make everything clean. So let's continue on. He journeyed into a far country and then he squandered his property in reckless living. And we had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country. And he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens in that country who sent him into the fields to feed pigs. Now let's think about that, ladies and gentlemen. We just read the story and we say, so what? He got hired and he fed pigs. Well, his father was affluent. His father was rich in love. His father was merciful. And the Jews back then, teaching an object lesson in this story, they didn't eat pigs. They considered pigs one of the most filthiest animals that there ever were and still is. And even to this day, they are biologically and by their actions, they are one of the filthiest animals. And so, I mean, God, he even redeemed pigs, believe it or not. And that's for another, another story, another time. But he sent him into the fields to feed pigs. So he's working for a Gentile, feeding pigs in an occupation that was forbidden by the Jews. This is the lowest of the lowest of the lowest his son could get. So he was probably spending his money on women, debauchery, licentious living. And then he's working when he squanders everything and he's feeding pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. Just as the pigs are there in the trough eating, this son that had everything because he was in the presence of his father was longing to eat with the animals, the filthy animals. Not because the father drove him off, but because he told his father, I know better. And even though you provided everything for me, it's still not good enough. Why? Because I just don't want you. I don't want to serve you. Like many people in this world, even though I taste your water, God, I taste your faithfulness. I taste your common grace. I taste your goodness of waking up every day. I taste your love when the birds sing in the trees. When I hear the wind rustle through the leaves, when I hear a sweet song, when I get to taste good food, but I don't want you and I don't need you, even though you provided everything, so leave me alone and give me what's mine. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Isn't that true for all of us, ladies and gentlemen? We have sinned against heaven 
and before him, continuously sin before heaven and for him, not longer worthy to be called his son, but he still treats us with love to the point to where he sent his son to die on the cross to give us everlasting life. We were that son at enmity with the father, on the run from him, hiding in the shadows, hiding in the darkness, not wanting to confess our sins because the enemy, Satan, the demons have us chained to our depressions, our anxieties, our hate, our bitterness, our anger, the murder we had in our heart. And God said, I had to weigh and continue on. He arose, came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion. He was a long way off in the distance, ladies and gentlemen, in that physical line of sight. We were a long way off in the distance within our relationship with Father God. And he saw us. He saw me. He saw Joshua without a father. He saw Joshua on drugs. He saw Joshua in his bitterness and hate and his anger for years. And he looked at me and he felt compassion. And look what the father did. And he ran and embraced him. And he kissed him. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the Jewish culture, fathers didn't run. They found it undignified. His tunic's a mess, flying everywhere. As he's running towards his son, tears falling from his eyes, giving this illustration of a physical father and his son. And he runs to him in an undignified way and say, even though you ran from me, I'm running towards you because I love you and because I'm your father. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what God did for us. Picking up on verse 21, and the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring him the most fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this is my son and he was dead and now he is alive again and he was lost and now he is found and they begin to celebrate ladies and gentlemen this is us before christ lost and we have a seat at the table in god's kingdom because we have an inheritance his adopted sons and daughters we will sit in his house in the very end. And they wanted music and dancing. They began to celebrate just as the angels rejoice over every soul that is saved. The father says in this story to his servants, let's celebrate. For he was dead. Now he is alive. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came, he drew near to the house and heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf 
because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, Right there, ladies and gentlemen, we get some commentary with prostitutes. We prostituted ourselves to darkness, to lies, to mistruths, to the demonic principalities until God saved us, ladies and gentlemen. And he continues to tell his dad, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this is your brother. And he was dead, and now he is alive. He was lost, and now he is found. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the wooing of the Holy Spirit. That is God in action coming for us, forgiving us, running all the way across the world to be with us laying a kiss upon our cheek, putting the ring of inheritance on, sandals on our feet, slaughtering the fattened calf for us, celebrating in the heavens, all because we came home. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Pastor Joshua with the Saints Will Overcome Ministries. Happy Father's Day, and God bless you all. Yeah, I'm just sitting here writing this letter to you, wondering if you're gonna get it. Just some thoughts I scribbled down on paper about the world, where it's going, where it's headed. Feeling lost, feeling like I don't belong here anymore because the world has forsaken God. Same old thing, times change, the world is restless. They took God out of everything. We on the great decline, the world is blind. All I know is your mind. When it's dark, you make it shine. You ever feel left behind? Like an old soul, the Bible is the only way to go. I know it's coming to an end, and maybe they'll listen then. The pain is supposed to mix with the fire, like Sodom and Gomorrah. You think they'll listen then? Isn't it already happening again? God, please forgive the world for the sins. Is that how you validate 
Elevate yourself, your wealth is your modesty. Go ahead, give glory up to the king. Can't even hear the song that he sings. Man, times have changed, the world's soul is soap of fame. I'd rather give glory to the king. Fathers, aren't you supposed to bandage up the pain? She's asking for you again. Heaven has a white stone with your name. Maybe the pain is supposed to mix with the fire like Sodom and Gomorrah. You think they'll listen then? Isn't it already happening again? God, please forgive the world for their sins. I'm on my knees, I'm praying, I repent. Pick up my cross, no matter the cost. Yeah, the world is so lost. Come on. Yeah.